Welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. Welcome back to Flyers Weekly, week 18, and after the Olympics is uh, are all over. And a couple stars from the Flyers from this this year's games in Torino, and Peter Forsberg and, and Taro Nidamaki. Some good contributions from those guys for their uh, their countries, and it was definitely good to see. I think it was a good thing for especially Taro Nidamaki, the uh, Olympics uh, hockey MVP anyway, the tournament's MVP. And of course, Peter Forsberg able to bring home the gold medal for his native Sweden. That those mean so much over there. Um, and just kind of reading the papers and things like that, uh, those guys are heroes in Sweden. There's no doubt about that, and even Finland too, uh, where uh, Taro Nidamaki has has is from and has played for. Uh, those guys. Definitely, really appreciated in their in their in their countries, and uh, definitely a good thing to see. And one can only hope that that's going to spark those players to uh, to continue and have a, a much better season. And, and hopefully, that carries on. We saw both of those players, Forsberg and Nidamaki, uh, get uh, some starts and get some good playing time this week. So um, we'll see what happens there with that. Not so good for the United States and Team Canada. I think some rebuilding needs to be done there within the next couple years. There's no doubt about that. Especially with Team USA, I think some of the players have played their last Olympics. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there. Hopefully in uh, Vancouver in 2010, it'll be kind of a different scenario for not only the uh, Canadians, but also the U.S. as well. Flyers Weekly, flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email, is email address. And uh, philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com is our homepage. Uh, good to have you back, taking a couple weeks off for the Olympic break and kind of regrouping here for Flyers Weekly. And uh, what a what a... What an eventful last couple weeks it was for the Flyers. Um, and I want to start out this week with with the point. It's a feature we start out with every week here on Flyers Weekly. And we just kind of look at some of the comments from some of the players or from the Philadelphia Flyers team. And uh, this week we're going to kind of center on Keith Primo. And uh, this week it was announced uh, Keith Primo did, did hold a press conference and uh, had said that uh, he's not going to play again this season. Of course, uh, the concussion that he's been going through and the concussion-like cinder- symptoms he's been going through, uh, it has been, uh, I, the doctors have said it just would be better to, to stay away from it this season, hopefully come back next season. So big loss for the Flyers in a number of ways, and uh, we'll look at that in a minute. But here's here's what uh, some of the players had to say about uh, Keith uh, calling it quits for this year. And Mike Knubel said this. He says, Keith is a huge part of this team, and we would take him over anybody that we could get through any kind of trade. He's better than any trade we can get for our team and what he does here. Hopefully things will work out for him in September, and he'll be ready to be back and have a great 2006-2007 season. We'll miss him. There's no secret about that. No denying that. A big statement from Mike Knubel right there. I mean, he kind of wastes no time and, said, and comes right out and says, look, you can't replace someone like Keith Primo. There's no trade out there uh, that, that, we could, that the Flyers could muster up that could replace a Keith Primo. Um, and uh, that's, that's a big statement. It's a big statement. Uh, obviously, Primo's uh, uh, talents and uh, his, uh, his leadership abilities are are, are well noticed and, and, and uh, well coveted within the Flyers organization. Uh, and even Mike Knubel, who hasn't even been here a full season yet, knows that. So uh, pretty big statement there for Mike Knubel to make. And um, I, I would have to say, you know, you'd almost have to agree with, with that right now. 
Um, Flyers definitely kind of lacking a little bit of leadership. Of course, Darren Hatcher with the captain. Um, should be taking care of the captain role right now. Um, but Primo will be missed as far as as far as that goes. Here's what Desjardins had to say about it. He says, we've played most of the year without him, but you still like to have guys like him who are warriors going down the stretch and into the playoffs. I think at this point it's more for his health. He's got to focus on that to make sure he can function normally day-to-day life. Hockey is very important in his life, but living his life normally with his family is what he has to focus on. Interesting comment there, and a warrior. And uh, I, I think the the best, probably the best way to sum this up is the Flyers did lose a warrior, and somebody who's going to go in there and get in the trenches, and not only play physically, but also score very timely key goals. Uh, remember Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals against Tampa Bay, um, Primo tying it up with like a minute and forty seconds to go. Uh, we'll never forget that one. Boy, what a what a memorable goal that was. And, of course, Simone Gagne uh, getting the game winner in overtime to force a Game 7. Um, we'll look at some of Primo's postseason stats here in a minute. Uh, here's what Hitch had to say. The captain in hockey in our sport is very important. The locker room and the bench is a very emotional and volatile area. Keith did a tremendous job in developing his captaincy skills and being able to dissect information from the coach's office to the players and vice versa. That's a very unique skill, and he's worked very hard at it. He developed his game, and he also developed his leadership skills. He'll be missed. Again, we talked about the leadership uh, qualities that Keith Primo brings to this club. Uh, definitely one of the most things that is going to be missed is that is the leadership ability, uh, especially down the, down the road here to the postseason. The Flyers still looking at a lot of youngsters on this team of course you know Mike Richards Jeff Carter Freddie Meyer uh, now Randy Jones uh, being recalled again Pat Cavanaugh uh, so a lot of youngsters on this team and those youngsters aren't going to really go away anytime soon uh, especially with all the injuries that the Flyers have had they're going to play on the team for a little while now so obviously you know Keith's presence as far as leadership goes with these youngsters is going to be missed uh, of course there's Darian Hatcher there now filling filling those shoes but uh, uh, Keith's been there he's done that Hitch said it right off the bat look he's developed he's developed his game also developed his leadership skills it's a very unique talent to do it's a very unique thing to do that, he, that what Keith is done um so definitely def- definitely miss both on and off the ice um 2003-2004 postseason numbers for Primo, probably the most memorable um, of any player, really, in, in recent history that I can think of. Uh, 18 games, 9 goals, 7 assists in that span. And of course, we talked about the most memorable being Game 6 against Lightning, uh, that goal there. Um what can you say? You know, the guy, when it gets down to postseason, he's just one of those guys who just turns it on and just cranks it up, you know. Uh, so definitely the Flyers getting to the playoffs this season is going to be, he's going to be one who is definitely going to be missed as Keith Primo. Primo's going to stay with the team, I guess, uh, or hang around the team for most of the, the rest of the, the most of the, the rest of the year, I guess, and uh, hopefully offer his uh, leadership as much as he can. And, Here's what Keith Primo had to say. Of course, won't rehash a press conference. I'm sure you've you, you've heard that or saw that. But uh, one line that I found kind of interesting uh, towards the end of the press conference was Primo had said, I will recover and I will have the opportunity to play again. So fingers are crossed for Keith Primo that he's able to make it back in uh, to the lineup come next September or this coming September. And hopefully uh, he can get through the, the summer and uh, feel a lot better uh, for Keith Primo. Well, it wasn't a very good week at all for the Flyers, and uh, 
really struggling after the Olympic break, and uh, you, you'd, th- you'd think that the team would come back uh, recharged, energized, uh, ready to take care of some business. But uh, unfortunately, we're left with uh, Simone Gagne, who luckily was really the only casualty of the Olympic Games. Um, is a, a knee bruise, uh, so he has not been able to play the last couple games. Of course, Michael Hanzus uh, just kind of nursing injuries from months ago and uh, kind of catching up with him now. He had a shoulder injury, I believe, one of the last games before the Olympics. Uh, he was checked hard into the boards, um, so he's kind of been nursing that along. He's had a, a, a problem with his foot, uh, so Hanzus probably going to be back in the lineup this week as well as Gagne as well. Uh, so a couple injuries, new injuries there. Peter Nedved has come back. Bronco Radovojevic has come back. Um, Sammy Kapanen seems to have his legs back underneath him. Uh, so some positives there in, in the injury uh, section there for the Flyers. Um, but they're just not playing like it. And uh, here's what Hitch had to say after the big 6-1 loss against the Rangers. Um he says, I think it's a combination of hunger and execution on the power play. There has to be a sense of ownership on both. Penalty killing is attention to detail and communication. Power play is execution and intensity. We've got to finish the chances that we're given. One thing to keep in mind here down the stretch is that there are no championship teams who have a horrible power play like the Flyers do. Championship teams are not made up of uh, a really great power play and a horrible penalty killing unit. If you, if you struggle on the penalty killing, on the PK, you're probably going to struggle down the stretch in the playoffs. You're probably not going to make it very far in the playoffs, and you're certainly not going to win the Stanley Cup if you struggle in the PK area. That's kind of a standard. If you look at the teams uh, from years past, they've all had very strong PK units. Maybe not the best ever, but they've been able to hold their own. Right now, the Flyers rank down towards the bottom uh, with teams like Pittsburgh, with teams like Washington, uh, the Blue Jackets. Uh, teams like that, the Flyers rank in penalty killing. And just look at some numbers here. Um, throughout the league, the Flyers are currently 26 in the league with a 78.6 PK rate. So they basically are able to kill 78.6 of the percent of their penalties is basically what that's saying. Now look, this is not a gauge really of where the teams are in the standings right away because Minnesota leads the entire league in uh, in penalty killing with an 89.2% killing rate. However, you go start going down the list and you're going to start seeing kind of a similar uh, kind of a, a main theme going on throughout here. The Rangers are 6th in the league with an uh, 85% uh, kill rate. The Sabres are 1st in the Eastern Conference uh, with an 86.5 kill rate and I think they're like 3rd in the league. Uh, Ottawa is 5th. Detroit is 4th in the league. Carolina is 16th. Calgary is 11th. Dallas is 13th. You see kind of a trend developing here, and I kind of picked out the division leaders right now and kind of shown where they stand uh, in the mix as far as penalty killing goes within the entire league. The teams, most of the, most all the teams are within the top 15. Flyers, 26. Here's another interesting uh, group of numbers to uh, to take a look at here. Uh, some of the the, the, the the seller dwellers in the PK units, such as Washington, Pittsburgh, uh, the Blue Jackets, teams like that, even Philadelphia for that matter. But some of those, uh, Pittsburgh, Washington, and, and Columbus, will center on those three teams. An interesting number I found with those teams uh, is that those three teams have about 70 more 
power had have had seventy more power plays to kill off this season than the Flyers have had to kill off all season. So basically, the Flyers have had to kill off about three hundred fifty penalties this year, while between Pittsburgh, Washington, and, and and the Blue Jackets are right up there with about four hundred and twenty penalties they've had to kill off this season. So of course, I mean naturally. Th- you're not going to make excuses, but there's an excuse right there why those three teams kind of sit at the bottom as far as penalty killing goes. They've had to kill off more penalties. They've had to kill off about 70 more penalties than, say, the Flyers have had to. The Flyers have only ha- have only been shorthanded 350, 350 times this year, this season, and they still rank 26. The penalty killing unit for the Flyers has got to improve. There's no doubt in my mind that if this team is going to go and, and try, try to make a vibe for the Stanley Cup, the penalty-killing unit has got, to, has got to step up. Things have got to change and, and turn around for this team. Players have got to be moved out of the slot. The, the opposition is basically on free will right now. Wherever they're able to skate, they can go. And you can watch it. You can see it transpire. You can see it develop within these games. So the penalty-killing unit has got to be better for the Flyers. Of course, we know they've been without Sammy Kapanen for a while. They were without Eric Desjardins. Uh, you know, special teams guys like that. It's understandable. Things like, you know, look, injuries are going to happen. It's happened all year. But down the stretch, it's so important for this team to improve on their penalty-killing unit. Um, what can you say? I mean, it's, it's, it, it's so important. And because of the numbers, I, I, I think I've, I think I've, I've given right there. Um, most of the team or most of the divisional leaders are within the top 15 of, um, of, of within top 15 teams of the penalty killing in the, in the entire NHL. So very important for the Flyers to improve that aspect of the game down the stretch here. Um, you know, I, we talk about, all about Peter Forsberg and uh, the offense, um, and uh, with the uh, the Deuce's wild line kind of right now disassembled, uh, consisting of Gagne, Forsberg, and Knubel. Some of these other lines are going to have to step up and, and, and really start to contribute. You know, Mike Richards, Jeff Carter have had strong games in the past, but it's those guys I think you almost have to look to and kind of hope that those guys are able to string together more consistent, good games. Those guys are very talented. They're strong players. Uh, but more output from those guys and from the lines that they're on. More output from guys like Sammy Kapanen, who's who's back here from the Olympics, feeling fresh and ready to go. You can only hope that he's able to uh, to get in there and create more chances for himself. Very talented, f- f- speedy player in Sammy Kapanen. Guys like Randy Jones, Freddie Myers on defense, were a lot of mistakes made this week. Again, turnovers are kind of like the reoccurring theme this year for this Philadelphia Flyers club. It's always turnovers in, in neutral ice. It's always turnovers uh, in, uh, in, 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 in in the other team's offensive zone, things like that. We saw a couple old mistakes this week turn into goals for the opposition. Youngsters on this team, it's understandable. There's you can't get around it right now. Freddie Meyer, Randy Jones are probably going to be here for a little while. Especially Freddie Meyer's played great this year. There's no doubt. I mean, Freddie Meyer ha- has done a great job, but it's, it's still the mistakes every once in a while. You give teams like the Rangers, you give teams like the Sabers, you give teams like the Senators, you give them turnovers. They're going to capitalize on your mistakes. They're they're too good of teams to to play lax in the neutral zone. And to just think you can flip the puck up in, you know, into your offensive zone and think you're not going to have any problems with it, you can't play that way against those teams. It's, it's definitely we saw it again happen this week against, especially against the Rangers, a couple turnovers um, in, in the Flyers' defensive zone. 
equaled goals for the Rangers. As far as the Donald Brashear thing goes, I want to touch on that real quick. You know, Brashear was suspended for the Saturday night's game in, uh, in New York against the Islanders. Darius Kasparaitis is one of those guys who's going to go around, and we all know Darius Kasparaitis and what he's known for. He's going to hit. He's not. He's not going to go out there. He's not going to score goals. He's not going to you know worry about anything else. He's going to go out there. He's going to hit. He's going to run run his hips into people. He took a run at Peter Forsberg earlier in the game, um, in, in in that game. You know, guys like that. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that Donald Brashear didn't do the right thing. To be honest with you, the game was out of reach. Uh, Kasparitis needs he's that type of player who's who's never going to drop his glove he's not going to fight that's the bottom line Brashear was kind of fighting a losing battle if you will now what Brashear did was I'm not going to say was totally out of the woods um, I definitely think Casparitis uh, needed to be challenged but he's the type of player who's going to play dirty and when he's uh, when when it's time to pay up for Darius Kasparitis, um he, he he's not going he's not going to challenge anybody else he's just going to stand there he'll take a beating he, he Casparitis came right out and said to himself. He said, look, it would be stupid for for him, for, for himself, to fight someone like Donald Brashear simply because he'd never beat him. He'd never win. Some of these players, I think in the next couple weeks that you're going to see that are going to come in, that the, that the Flyers are going to play, you're, you're just going to see more of this type of play. And you could see it on the Rangers' faces at the end of the game. You could tell they had the Flyers where they wanted them. You could tell they had the Flyers frustrated, discouraged, and upset. And you could tell from the smiles on the Rangers' bench. Down the stretch is going to be very important that uh, this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Brashear is out there to be an enforcer type, to play the enforcer type role, and I'm not going to sit here and say that he didn't do the right thing because I think something needed to be done to Casparitis. However, I think Casparitis, the Flyers let that go one step further and it sort of affect the way they played the game and sort of affect uh, some of the things that happened on the ice. So... Of course, this week coming up, another challenge for the Flyers. Uh, Montreal on Monday, Carolina on Wednesday, and the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday. Uh, you, what can you say? The, 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 the Canadians here on Monday, Flyers really, really need to come through with a victory. In fact, it would be nice to really give a, give a strong run to both Carolina and Buffalo, who are both playing very good hockey right now. Uh, but uh, Cristobal Huey, uh, who is the uh, current goaltender up in uh uh, up for Montreal, playing great right now. UA, three shutouts over the last seven games. He's only allowed nine goals in his last seven games and hasn't lost since February 2nd at Boston. So Montreal uh, beat the Flyers pretty good before the uh, Olympic break, if you remember that one. Uh, sure it would be nice for the Flyers to come in there and get a get a victory against Montreal and uh, really look towards uh, Carolina and, and the Buffalo Sabres uh, coming up there on Saturday and hopefully uh, we're able to uh, to give those guys a uh, hopefully we're able to challenge those, those teams. The way the Flyers looked against the uh, the Rangers, that type of play is not going to stack up against the, the Hurricanes or the Sabres. We're going to see the same types of games uh, if, 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 the, if the same mistakes are made and things like that. So hopefully uh, a good week coming up here for the Flyers. Simone Gagne should be back this week as well as Mike Michael Hanzus and uh, those two players definitely needed right now, um, especially Hanzus in, in the face-off circle. Really need somebody in there to take those those face-offs when when the Flyers are backed up well into their zone. See what happens there. It's going to do it for this edition of Flyers Weekly. Thank you for joining me. Remember, flyersweekly at gmail.com and philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com is our homepage. Check those out this week. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.
You've been listening to Flyers Weekly on WPME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Make sure to join us next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly. And make sure to join us online at philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And make sure to send us your emails at flyersweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.